Welcome to the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Anne Samoylov. Today, we are speaking to a best-selling Indian novelist who has published several novels and has had two of his novels optioned into major films, major motion pictures. His first worldwide novel, which means we get it here, it's going to be released here, is called The Yoga of Max's Discontent. And the reason why I'm talking into him today is because this novel is inspired by Karan's I gave him away in his the author's one-year sabbatical traveling from Europe to India by road and learning yoga and meditation in the Himalayas. But I am so excited to introduce you to Karan. He is an amazing just individual, and I think you're going to learn a lot from him. And this is a departure from normal episodes I do where we talk about strategy, launch strategy, you know, things that are working, things aren't working, and more of like direct business advice. The truth is, though, the stuff you do when you're not pushing to have that six-figure year, that seven-figure launch, that whatever, that amazing converting webinar, that's where some of the magic happens. And I really do believe that the guest to this, my guest today is going to have you thinking a little bit differently on maybe how you structure your year, maybe how you fill your editorial calendar, maybe how you decide when and what you're going to launch. So let's just dive right into it and talk to Karan Baha about his amazing journeys that he's taken and and this new book that's coming out. I'm just I'm just wondering like when this whole idea of taking a sabbatical came to you. Like where where did it start kind of, where did that seed start, you know, growing? Oh, uh, it's a great question. I think the first sabbatic intent uh with the uh, like I think in post talk I've uh, I I've been doing this every 4 years, but the first sabbatical was actually just an intent to travel. So I did that to like travel. And then what I started to notice was that uh, in in that year that I had off, I spent uh, four to five months traveling to places that I always wanted to travel to, like Mongolia, Bhutan, like, you know, very exotic places that I'd really had a fantasy to go to. Yeah. And then I had a, then I had this kind of tendency to just want to write, right? So I, I till then, till the first 28 years of my life, I'd never even written a short story. And then in the sabbatical, I had this like, desire to express my experiences through writing and I started to write and then that turned out to be a novel which did very well in India in 2009 and suddenly I went from never having written a story before to being a best-selling novelist in one year (laughs) and that really made me suddenly realize the power of this idea that you have many more dimensions to you than you think you have. Yeah, then like, just uh, then just yeah. the just the home life and work life. There's more than that. Correct, exactly. And then I didn't even know that this facet of myself existed that I could actually write. So after that, I almost made it a deliberate. Uh, so now I'm on a bit of a four one four model in which every four years I take a year off, then work for four years, then take a year off. With the whole idea being um, that you know that like uh, that I, I'll take a year of like conscious goallessness to identify if there are things within myself that I like to, you know, to just discover facets of myself every day. I love that. I love that. First, of course, I love that now you have like your, your kind of system in a way, but also the goallessness. I love that because 
that's that's where I live all day long in my head, honestly. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, no. I think, but I think the both are good because I think if you just take a lot of time to to just go out there and 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 like be in this period of nothingness, I think your your work does suffer. Your creation does suffer. But but I think the the combination of tightness and slackness is very good. Yeah, because so, that leads to a workman like discipline. But then it allows like a hint of like almost transcendence to creep into your work. Wow. Okay. So so then let's. I I want to talk more about like what led up to the sabbatical. The the one that that you guys talked that you talked about in this article when you were basically a brand director. At a corporation, really. So, yeah, so yeah, and the latest sabbatical was two years ago, and uh, once again, I, I, that was my third sabbatical. So in the last decade, I've done this three times now. So this was the third sabbatical, and the idea, typically, how I start is really a a sense of what I want to deepen in, but not a lot of plans, right? That's the whole idea of a sabbatical is to kind of let go of that hankering to know everything, to be very goal driven, to have a very concrete plan. It's really to like kind of almost take a suspension into nothingness. And uh, and and so the only kind of principle here was, A, I wanted to learn yoga and meditation in much more depth because I, I was dabbling with it and I felt that I could spend the next 10 or 12 years dabbling in yoga here and meditation there. Or I could spend four or five months and become a yoga teacher and a meditation I guess like a deep dive into in the in in an ashram in India. So one idea was that, uh, and the other idea was that I'd also been noticing that my writing had really weakened almost. Like I had two best-selling novels in India, and then I wanted to write a uh, like you know like I wanted to write for the world, have have a worldwide book deal, and and I was realizing that my content was very similar to my previous efforts. Mm-hmm. So I almost wanted to be much more spontaneous and I and I realized that the reason that was happening was that I was very analytical in all parts of my life and as a result even my writing was very analytical almost and it was uh, and I and I wanted to almost like make decisions by intuition and that's why we decided to go my wife and I decided to go from Europe to India by road with no plans at all just wow. uh, taking a suspension into nothingness if you will and like let uh, make every decision based on intuition and gut and spontaneity Wow. You know, I was just thinking about that. Like, do you feel like that when you're, you know, I think that all writers, no matter what your medium is, deal with this. At some point you start wondering, didn't I write this before? This sounds very familiar. And I, I, I do think just in general life experience and just getting out of the office, getting out of the room you're in, getting out of the space, getting out of the the circle of people that you normally and experiences that you you experience every single day i think that obviously can deepen and richen and just pull out like what you're saying you were looking for that spont- spontaneity really exactly. um so yeah. i think that that's amazing so you do go with an intention but you don't set it in the same way that you would set a kpi or like like okay i'll know i've reached my destination when you're not you're not defining every single step or to yes. do which i love um, yeah yeah so we just had a vague idea that four months uh from europe to india no plan at all for any day in that four months. Then in four months, we had this idea of like living in an ashram in India and becoming yoga teachers. But which ashram, where, how, all of that, like the road kind of led us to. Do you have children? Did you leave? I mean, I don't know if you have children. 
at all? Now, now we have an <laughs> uh, 18-month-old and a one-week-old. And then in the last, uh, we are going to plan our next sabbatical with them. But we all we did a trial run. Mm-hmm. And we went to Costa Rica for a couple of months, I think. And, and, it, and it worked out really well. That's amazing. Yeah. The, basically, our learning on doing it with kids is that you just have to create a the same routine that you have at home you just have to create it in another place and rather than like your drifting changes a little bit I, we obviously won't go from Europe to India by road but we are thinking of spending four months in an orphanage in Cambodia four months in a like in a place in Spain like just spending blocks of time in places yeah and, and recreating the same routine there that we have here yeah I also find you know you're it's really smart that I feel like that you're doing this now when they're young because then they just that that becomes kind of part of their experience of life and they they look they'll look forward to it. These are things that they'll look back to as things that they did you guys did as a family um, yeah, absolutely I, exactly and I think you start building the muscle now yeah so that uh like you you don't wait to build the muscle so late that it's a big disruption you're almost building this disruption into your life now like we've since both of us have done it and I've done it three times now my wife has done it two times now we've done it both times so we know that it's not easy to do it with an 18 month old and a one month old but but we know it's not it wasn't even easy when it was just the two of us so we know that like you you just kind of like learn to accept that it won't be very comfortable but then the upside of it is so incredible Right. That you will take the leap. And then it's the same thing once they are in school going ages, it'll be the same kind of discomfort. And then you do know that it's uh, worthwhile for the whole family. So okay, but but the, the, the truth is, though, Karan, that that it's uncomfortable anyways when the children are really small. You're It's still very new anyway. So I feel like it's perfect, perfect time right. to, and like you said, building that muscle because my husband and I didn't travel hardly at all when Mila was young. We went... I think her first flight was at six months um, and we didn't travel often at all. And I actually often think that's why she doesn't really, that's why it's a huge disruption when we do travel now. For yes. Her. Yeah. Fair enough. But six months is not bad. That's pretty It's cool. not bad. Right. But we yes, didn't go very yes. far. It's not like we went like, we didn't do like any kind of world tour. We did just go from the West coast to Seattle, but not okay. to Seattle to Montreal, but yeah, that's a that's that's something, you know. But it's something. It's like it's <laughs> yeah. like it, you know, whatever. So I actually, for some reason, I actually prefer tougher travel because I feel like it calls everybody to kind of you, you get more independent really quickly. Like even a road trip is a little tougher than just flying somewhere. Or you know what you, what you're doing is you're are you planning to go when when is your next one? That's what I want to know. About eighteen months from now. Okay, good. But we took like a one month as a family in between to go to Costa Rica That's to kind good. of try out what it would be like. And it was wonderful, honestly, because we just went and recreated the routine there. Okay, good. So the reason why I'm asking you all this is because there are a lot of listeners who have families, yeah. you know, and uh, you, there are, of course, there are lots of entrepreneurs who are solo, entrepreneur, solo entrepreneurs, single, living the life here, there, wherever, and it's very easy for them to travel, easier for them to travel, um, but the ones with a family, you know, not, not, not as easy, <laughs> but it is always possible. So, yes. so I'm, you know... I, I definitely want to, I'm going to put that article that you sent me because I like, I literally read, like you sent it to me, I think last night and I was reading it going, Oh my goodness. Um, because I think that it's, uh, so telling in just that, um, the one thing 
the one thing is if you are in a job, let's say you are in a position at a corporation, something that you don't own, that sometimes it is just asking and presenting the idea in the right way. So it's not like it's just something that somebody with a freedom lifestyle living, you know, having their online business can do. It is something that someone who has a, in quotes, real job can, can do. 100% agree. I've done it with three different corporations now, Procter & Gamble, Boston Consulting Group, and Kraft Foods. And none of them are organizations like Google or Netflix or something that you think of as this like new age, you know, yeah. uh, take a sabbatical. Z- oh, what was I going to say? The Zappos, like Zappos. Right. Or, They're know. like Midwestern companies, like very kind of ancient Midwestern companies. And yet you'd be surprised by how few people even... I think the biggest issue is that I don't know if too many people know what they would do with a year off. Yeah. So uh, the whole idea that you can take a year off, uh, like I think what happens is that you become so linear and focused on your life that this idea of sudden space is almost very um, unfathomable and almost threatening. What would you do with the whole year with no routine and no, like do you have, have you nurtured enough interest that will allow you to, spend a year diving into those interests, if you will. Yeah. Um, And and I think that's where the muscle has to almost start by not starting with a one-year sabbatical, but almost to make vacations more meaningful, I feel. mm -hmm. Like too many times I feel that what I've seen in the US is that people will take their 10 days or two weeks that they get and then they'll go to a beach resort or they'll go to visit the grandparents, which all makes sense, but, but they're not really, like they don't build the muscle of, mind dissolving tough experiences which really dissolve your sense of self your identity like you know so that's why i recommend like do a 10-day meditation retreat silent meditation retreat if you're single of course or go hiking for like a tough hike like kilimanjaro or something which is like you know these are activities that completely break your sense of self and like transport you to a different environment and then you start seeing the benefit of it when you come back And, and that kind of starts to build the muscle for longer and longer periods I like that uh, um, uh, someone I know does kind of like these, I don't want to call them vacations, but mini, mini kind of sabbaticals every 90 days. And they're short. Um, but then I think he has like one longer one that he takes per year. That's what he was doing for a while. What do you think about doing something like that? Like if, oh, let's yeah. say you only could, could you have that kind of, um, self, what, what did you, what did you just call it? Self breaking? Like it breaks a sense of who you are, you know, it's like discomfort. Yes. Like, could you have that kind of experience? Do you think in just a weekend or four days even? Yeah, I think that's good. But I know an entrepreneur who obviously runs a very busy business, like as all entrepreneurs are, they're always packed. And then I think of myself as a, like when I write and I have a deadline, like to deliver my novel to Random House, for instance, I have the same kind of crazy intensity to write and finish it. And like, you know, and there's like 300 things coming at you at the same time. But uh, um, but 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 I, I have a friend who does 717. So he takes seven weeks and then takes a week off, then does seven weeks and takes a week off. So he's created the same model, but at a at a more smaller scale. Oh, interesting. So, and, and he, and now he's made it a, he was so rejuvenated and refreshed after his first one that he's made it a norm for both himself and for his 10 or 12 employees in the company. I love that. So he's just made it a mandate that everybody <laughs> would do this. So, so for one week, their whole office shuts because he's just seen the, just the renewal that happens as a result of doing it. Oh my gosh. So 
Okay, so you've made this now part of your life. Um, we we know people who are doing this, but I'm wondering, like, do you think that there are do you think that there are signs that someone, let's say, let's say in the world of like an entrepreneur, like who works maybe co-working space out of their house, they're, you know, they have a virtual team, they're very busy. Is there a sign? Are there some signs that someone might need a sabbatical other than I want to deepen my understanding of whatever topic or thing? Do you think there's a sign that you might actually need one? Yeah, I think the sign is that, uh, that your thoughts are racing all the time. You're like, I think that it almost starts at a physical sign that you're restless and fidgeting all the time. You're like, that's because your mind is never present in one moment. You're almost always rushing to the next thing. You can just sense it in your body itself. When you, when your steps are going faster than you think you're leaning forward because you're just not present in that moment. So I think, uh, I, I feel like everybody who's going through that racing of thoughts in their mind which is manifested in both a physical and a mental level would do very well with just um, like a, a period of emptiness. Yeah. Actually, it was funny. As you were mentioning it, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I'm feeling <laughs> a little subconscious here. I'm like, yeah, no, wow. we all are like that. I, I, I also realize that. And then I think I think there are other signs that it starts to be you, you, you get more judgmental, you're cutting people off. That's all just mm. signs of both stress, but also not being present at all yeah. because you're trying to move to the rush next thing next thing and I think I, I think without that silence what happens is it's not it's not about like resting and refreshing as much as for me I think excellence is not possible without a space of mental silence like you don't reach like at least for my writing I know that if I operate with like intensity and discipline all the time I'll never have those leaps of like transcendence in my work right like when I look at my new novel and like the reviews and all that stuff, the reviews are all saying that there is something very, uh, like like people are very transformed by the reading experience. They are completely transported to a new world. They are melting into the new world and they're coming out of it as different people. And I feel like something like that would never be possible in my writing if, if it was very disciplined and workmanlike all the time. Yeah. And so so really the the sabbaticals you've done, you've taken have led to this kind of reaction from the people who have been reading your work and yeah, even the newest work. Yeah. And, and the newest work, the, the yoga of Max's discontent is the novel uh, coming out with random house on May 3rd. Yes. And uh, like, I think the reviews, if you look at it are just like, sometimes I, when I read the book myself now, I think there are portions that I could never write right now because I'm in the cycle of, like busyness of life mm-hmm. which happens to all of us like I, I do have a meditation practice every day I try to have some silence but honestly life just takes over and and I'm I also feel that rushed this busyness and I, I can't even recognize portions of my novel right now because uh, they were written in a place of deep purity and silence when I wasn't even trying to write so I remember this extended period of time in the Himalayas first Europe to India by road I didn't write a single word then up in the Himalayas where I spent four months in an ashram, I barely wrote an hour here and there every week. And mm-hmm. then I really wrote the novel in full over a three-month period living in a village in Portugal. And uh, and really, I mean, the, the, the hours that I wrote in the Himalayas are very special because there was no burden to write. There was no burden to create. I only did when I felt like it and the inspiration struck. And, and I, I think there's some role for that. Yeah. 
because if you if you look at writers they're always advising just show up and write like my writing schedule i wake up at six o'clock i write till one o'clock so everybody's like in this culture of like discipline hard work which i do believe in because the four years that i'm working i also write on the side in a very disciplined way but but i don't know if the leaps of excellence can come without the slack yeah so, I love that. There's, there's so many, there's so many um, things that I'm going to have to like look for. I'm writing down at just as you're saying, and the leaps of excellence happen in that, in the slack in like when you're yeah. not pushing so much, when you're not scheduling out, when you're not necessarily being disciplined. Correct. Um, yeah. So can you tell, tell us more about the book you have coming out on? In oh, yeah. less than a few weeks, I guess. Yes, or a few yes, weeks? it's just very soon. It's called <laughs> the Yoga of Max's Discontent, and uh, it is published by Random House uh, on May third in the U.S. It's my first worldwide novel. I, it's taken a long while for this particular novel because if I look at my first novel, it came out in two thousand eight, then in two thousand ten, and it, they did very well. But I took a long gap to write this book because I was trying to write a a journey of transformation, which was a page turning thriller. So it was very, like, I, I almost had these two kind of objectives that uh, the reader should get completely immersed in the fictive dream uh, uh, through the, and, and like live the life of the character and yet be transformed as a result of reading it, but there should never be any sense of the author communicating any message. So, wow. so, so really at its core, the book is a very page-turning adventure through hidden India, through like secret markets and hidden ashrams and caves in the Himalayas. So it's a very page-turning adventure. And through the course of that journey, um, it, the book is about a banker who becomes a yogi in the Himalayas. And it, uh, through the course of the journey, the character through his adventures becomes deeper and deeper and deeper and unpeels layers and layers of himself to reach a state of re- reinvention. But that's not the... Like, like it's not a in-your-face book of transformation and meaning. It's almost an adventure in which you get transformed. Uh-huh. So I was trying to crack these two codes. Like, how do you write a Dan Brown-like thriller while making it a completely transformative journey? And and I think I, like, so I, I, it took me a while to crack it. So I'm very happy when I read the reviews and, and people are, like, referencing that. Well, you know, transformation takes time, too, so... Exactly. You you allowed that transformation to happen for you too to to bring those things together. Very fair. That's very fair. Yeah. And then right now, what I'm I'm happy about is that like it's almost like when people when I read the reviews which say that the book transformed them, it doesn't make me as happy as when somebody says that they were up all night because they couldn't put the page down because mm-hmm. like it was that was harder because I really had to let go of all sense of authorship completely, like completely become a medium for the story to tell itself and not have any sense of presence as an author at all. Wow. You know what? I love those. I'm wonder, I'm wondering, you're going to, I know you're going to get one of these reviews. I just have, I just have a feeling because it's, it's one of those reviews where it's like, I didn't want to actually turn the page because I knew it was the last one. <laughs> yes. I think you know? a few of them. That would have been amazing. Yeah. That, those are the most amazing books right there. Yeah. 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 So, no, thank uh, you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, no, uh, um, yeah. Exciting time. So I'm, so yeah. So, but I think that's why I'm such a big believer in the sabbaticals because my prose, my writing, my work is very workmanlike uh, when I'm working. And then you don't see these leaps of like complete divinity almost come into the work of some energy that you don't know exists sort of a thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering, I mean, I wasn't planning on asking you this, but now I'm thinking about it just because, you know, generally I, I talk about launching and stuff. And, and so 
putting this putting this sabbatical on the on in the in the lens or for someone who who's maybe been a serial launcher has been launching product after product after thing after thing struggling and pushing and what do you feel like could be the I mean I don't know paint maybe paint a picture of what it could be like if if someone who has been pushing stops pushing comes back to their world their their business as an entrepreneur and what could they experience could they experience a deeper beautiful amazing offer that they couldn't have come up with in any other realm Uh, i think so i think what happens as otherwise is uh is if you think of this launch kind of model i think what happens is that there is so much noise in this space about people advising you what to do Mm -hmm. right uh that what i've seen is that there is such a sameness in this work that comes up in which everybody has the same uh, kind of like copy and because I think what's happening is that people are just regurgitating the noise that exists in the world so what I feel in the sabbaticals and stuff what happens to me the best thing that happens to me is that I don't read much right actually because if I look at myself I'm not very materialistic as a person I don't like hanker after like houses or cars or something but I do become very obsessed with growing and becoming better as a result I'm constantly reading a lot of books self-help fiction i'm i'm consuming a lot of blogs podcasts uh, expert opinions and and then what happens is that i end up becoming an amalgamation of the opinions of the world you can't help it uh, you it can't help happens. it it's just it's very automatic you you are mm-hmm. you're trying not to do that you're trying to read all this and become excellent but then what happens is that you're not really becoming excellent from within you're just kind of like summarizing five different opinions so uh, i think what happens to me in this sabbatical the best part is that i don't have a kindle uh, mm-hmm. I don't read much at all. I read one or two books again and again for the whole year. And this this just opens up space for originality to come. So I think the, the you to, to answer your original question, what is mm-hmm. the one thing that your entrepreneurs will experience after they come back is originality. Yeah. Originality in their thinking versus... So needed. That's it yeah, right so there. Needed. Because that's I think so otherwise needed. everybody's already said, oh, this is the model and that's the model and everybody's hawking their approach and... And you just kind of like you you believe in everything, and then you end up like regurgitating all of that. Yeah, and then teaching other people, and then they regurgitate it, and it exactly. just gets worse yeah. and worse and worse. Yeah. yeah, no, I I definitely just last week I was I was I was thinking about all of the emails, even just down to just the emails that you write in your business. It's so easy to get stuck in that trap of writing exactly what everybody else is regurgitating that and. And I'm just, I'm just saying no to that now, no matter what, no matter how uncomfortable it is um, to not, you know, write those swipe type of emails that everybody seems to be writing. So Exactly. Yeah. And I think if you have that space and like, I think you've started to ask that question. And if you have that <laughs> space, I think the dots will connect for you to know exactly what to write. Exactly. And I think you'll strike a chord. And I think that's what happened with my novels, at least in India. And I don't know what's going to happen in the US because it isn't out yet. But because I almost wrote for myself in some form and I had the silence and the time to really figure out what I was thinking, they did very well in India because I think they tapped into some zeitgeist in the world at that point in India. Like the the country was changing dramatically. We were moving from a very tradition-bound environment to a very... Like like we were just kind of challenging those boundaries of tradition, yet not completely breaking them. So we were a society in the middle of a lot of transition. 
and and i think nobody was our art wasn't reflecting that so when i started to write all of that stuff i think it just struck a very deep chord with indians at that time because a lot of them were going through that tra- dramatic transition so so the but the reason but the reason i mentioned that is that like i think to tap into a zeitgeist which isn't being articulated is almost the like the like that's where great art or something comes about is that you've articulated a thought that couldn't be expressed before or it hasn't mm. been expressed too many times before and i think business is the same like any great business idea is almost articulating an unsaid need and and i think you just tap into that unsaid need when you are connected to yourself very deeply and not uh, filled with noise mm. yeah then you end up creating something which means something to you and i think as a result it starts hitting some zeitgeist somewhere ah i love this okay so tell us how we can um connect with you after this i mean I, I've, okay. i've seen your website i want to know like your book's coming out on, on may 3rd is it how how will we get your book is it going to be on like amazon or something like yeah that? yeah it's with random house it should be everywhere on amazon in stores near you but uh, if you go to my website karanbajaj.com and slash yoga max yoga max uh, uh, you can get some wonderful gifts uh, on ordering the book which are like a free meditation course a yoga flow course a quit sugar in 7 days nutrition guide so all linked to the spirit of personal transformation okay. and you can get that when you so instead of just buying the book you could probably redeem these or get these offers and like you know have a like a great experience Oh great. Yes, I see this. So yeah. I will definitely put this in the the show notes for everyone to check out and I just want to thank you again because I mean, I know there's so much more to share and we could probably talk about other topics as yeah. well, but I I felt like this was a really key one right now. Um especially with the with people in my personal life who are about to take sabbaticals, myself who feels the strain and and kind of has been not I guess entertaining the idea myself and how that would work and just in general being surrounded by people who are just idea generators and like constantly like it feels like exactly what you said it's like that regurgitation um so I I I wanted to I I had a sense that you would really have some powerful stuff to share with us Oh thank you for saying that you're very kind. <laughs> yes. My pleasure my pleasure so thanks again and um and any any final words for anybody for everybody oh <laughs> uh, no i think uh, i would just say start building the muscle with a meaningful 7 day dissolution of the mind kind of vacations you know like uh, and i think then it slowly starts to build more and more Oh, I love that. And I maybe maybe you won't be hearing from me for a few days. <laughs> and that's why if you don't hear from me and right. and gone on sabbatical. Um yeah. I'm not going to announce it. It'll just happen. Right, right, right. So, spontaneous. Okay. okay. Yes, thank you so much Karan so much. and I'll talk to you very soon, I'm sure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Amazing, right? Uh if you aren't already thinking about taking a sabbatical, I encourage you to take Karan's advice and simply start building the muscle. Even if it's if you're currently working 7-day weeks, how about you work 5 days, take 2 off <laughs> like normal people? Or maybe eventually you'll do the 7 weeks on, 1 week off. Whatever it is you decide to take, start building the muscle little by little. I am so excited to hear from you guys. So make sure that you reach out to me and let me know are you going to start 
creating your own practice of time away from whatever it is you're pushing to do, whether you have a day job, whether you have a business, whether you're constantly launching, how will you implement this idea of a sabbatical into your life and to your business and with your families? I definitely don't think this is the last time you'll hear about this topic with me. And let's all start building this muscle together, shall we? I think it's going to make our launches better. I think it's going to make our content better. I think it's going to make are what we teach richer, more interesting, more more transformational for the people that we're working with. And anyways, I'm just I'm just so super excited if you can't tell. So, have a great week. I so look forward to hearing you guys from you guys about this topic and I'll talk to you soon.